0: I would say that uh, when television uh, started to open up, Uh, award shows to designers and make these designers something that were good exposure to homes, it became very well known that these are brands, you know, where before we used to hear of Gucci. Uh, Gucci was very, very expensive in France. But when designers started to come down to the level of award shows and got more exposure, but then again, the, the Kardashian effect. Yeah. The the Kardashian girls who are who are media influencers, who are very out there in how much they talk about what they're wearing, what they're doing, makeup brands, their brands and the brands they support are in no way cheap. Yeah. And hmm. so because of them, there are other influencers who do the same thing. But the name recognition starts and people want to identify with being able to afford these brand yeah. names. And it gets to be very competitive oh. and very difficult yeah. to reach, especially, you know, in yeah. people who are struggling to meet everyday needs. And if you are not in brand with others, essentially teens are excluded. Teens You're ostracized. are ostracized. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, which is a,
1: which is it's, terrible. It's I mean, amazing
2: you know, yeah. how the Kardashians, they really were the first, quote unquote, influencers.
1: Yes. I'm
2: just learning about influence. You know about influencers, Steve?
1: Uh, I, I only barely. So yeah. it's like these
2: yeah. random people on social media, yeah. in Instagram or whatever, just random people. Now, uh-huh. some of these people are famous for other reasons, yeah. but these are just random people who, for some reason, develop a following. Huge they, following. Huge. They'll get millions of millions. people looking at their stuff every day. And they become influencers. So brands will pay them, not even to necessarily talk about it, but they'll just wear a hat with the brand on it and kids will see it and then they'll go buy it. Wow. It's an, but the Kardashians were probably the first influencers, yeah. even though they maybe didn't know what they were doing. Right. I know, maybe they did know. I don't know.
0: Their mom knew. <laughs> their <laughs> mom so? was very it. perceptive, yeah. very smart uh, business person. And so they wore these things, like, you know, and then they developed their own brand. You know, they they had very very clear ideas of what they were doing and then their pictures were splashed onto you know to magazines and to uh, at other social media outlets and they were wearing things and though this became very popular mm-hmm. and very but
2: this is a real problem though okay oh let's God. say let's yeah. say a a teenage girl's coming to you for help she's severely depressed and and one of the root causes of her depression is that She simply can't afford some of these brands that everyone else in her school is. There's nothing. I mean, how do you counsel someone out of that? She can't help what family she was born into or what her parents do for a living. Yeah. Or even if her parents are well off, maybe they don't want to spend money on whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So what kind of coping skills can you help with that?
0: And this is where you have to let children understand where they are and engage them in finding who they are, what they're asking for, and what other things can be more meaningful as human beings. Well, you and
2: I and Steve yeah. know that, yeah, and probably yeah. everyone in our generation knows that. Right? How do you that younger generation does not know that?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Well, why are the young, why <laughs> is the younger generation so gullible? You know, because I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, this shirt, twelve dollars, yeah, Walmart.
2: That's right. That's right. Yeah.
1: These shoes, you yeah, know, it's like, right. what, what, what up with this brand name thing? <laughs> And do I, I, I don't think I could name
2: yeah. more than one Kardashian. Well, that's what I'm saying about this whole thing. <laughs> we don't even... How do we how do we guide our kids through this when we're so out of it we we are we are the okay boomer we, not by our fault we just this, yeah, yeah it's just how yeah. we are yeah. and these kids are so different right the yeah. disconnect seems to be getting greater absolutely yeah.
1: Yeah. Do how, how do we tell kids this is just stupid ignore yeah. it
0: <laughs> yeah and they and it's difficult to buy it yeah. and yeah. and so remember kids don't listen to news don't learn much more from their environment they're focused on the websites that they like so that that time of television watching or uh, watching things together, they are more focused on the websites they want, so, on the YouTube videos they want, so, mm-hmm. the, the, the movie sites they want. It is very selective, tailored to what their interests are. Mm. And so it becomes almost that you have to start educating children about what is outside in the world, other than just the material things and can you substitute the time away from the social media meaning reducing their time i can mm-hmm. sit on if i had to see facebook and twitter sometimes i have to catch myself because it takes about 30 45 minutes just gone just right. if you if you read and if you go through the the all the feed that you have and so they have more time they have more time to to kind of get lost in it
2: um Is there an addictive component to it?
0: Yes. Yes, there is a part of um of being addicted because they can't seem to separate and that's where education at the very early age or redefining your connection with social media is absolutely important. I wouldn't say addiction per se as addiction. We know it in terms of substances, but their focus. They will stay for hours. Parents will say, my my daughter is not getting out of bed, but Mm -hmm. you ask them, what are you doing when you're in bed? My phone, I'm on my phone. And you think, oh, how much of time Mm -hmm. uh, gets to be used up by just being on the phone. And you're cutting out everybody you don't like and sticking to things that you would like to dream of or you would like to be part of. And how do we get our children to see the world around them? Think about volunteering opportunities. Think about how do you get jobs? How do you get driving done instead of staying stuck to this interaction that can be positive but mainly Gets to be very negative because the person on the other side doesn't see you as a person can make any kind of comments about your looks, your yeah. your earrings, your necklace, your your shoes, your clothes. It, it just becomes yeah. very yeah. challenging to their morale.
1: Yeah. yeah. So a lot of that's getting is about getting the kids out into out into the real world as opposed to the cyber cyber Correct. world. From, from but, cyberspace uh, to real space. And, and yeah. I'd also
0: like to to. Somehow bring up in here that, you know, our children have gotten so much pressure from other forces, whether they're friends or non-friends, uh, send me pictures of yourself and then splash in response to their call their call for love in quotation marks. Mm. If you love me, send me a picture oh. of yourself. Oh. And those long term yep. effects that, that are remain in social media. It doesn't go yeah. away. It doesn't go away. Yep. And they are looking for that response in terms of romance, in terms of acceptance, which ends up being very negative. And then when they see have that hopelessness and helplessness, then they don't know anywhere to go but to do things that now are starting to fill up our emergency rooms because they have done something to hurt themselves, taking overdoses, taking, you know, doing things to hurt themselves that translate to a call for help or that it is time to intervene and, and shut this down.
1: And, And are those sort of difficulties really more common now than it was when, when we were kids, uh, as far as people being, uh, as far as teens being depressed or suicidal or overdosing, is that is that more common now than it used to be overall? Or how well, is,
0: I can tell you, you that uh, the CDC just released a report on how our suicide rate has increased. I think about five times, uh, five point six. I think it went up uh, five points to five point six percent, and it states that it went up about 56% because kids are starting to show uh, show uh-huh. up in emergency rooms. So suicide was the 10th most cause of death among Americans of all ages in 2017. But uh-huh. huh. it is a leading cause of death, uh, second leading cause of death in kids 15 to 24. Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Have they, I hate to put you on the spot, but are they? have they done a study that is looking at the effects of social media on those suicidal kids
0: i think there are small things that come here and there that you know you can do case reports and stuff but you know uh, what we term as studies are double blind placebo right you know and yeah, those sure. are high hard I think to it's, do it's
2: always going to be hard to prove cause and effect in, in, in something yeah. like this but think of uh the amount of effort and national dialogue we have put into the 30 teenagers that died from e cigarettes over the last year or correct. two years,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: but zero dialogue or, na- or national uh, media attention on an increased suicide, suicide rate in these right. kids and not yeah. trying to get to the bottom of what why they're committing suicide,
1: yeah, correct. yeah, yeah. Teenage depression is a big one, correct,
0: yeah. and so e cigarettes brought that up and somehow has brought that conversation. Forward, we really need to be talking about this new CDC report because our children are ending up in emergency rooms and hurting themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, there's a lot more to talk about, but we'll be back right after a few messages here as the music fades in and I fade out. We're back 97.1 FM Talk. This is the Ion Health Show and we're here with Dr. Sakrani and we're talking about teenage depression and uh teenage teenage suicide and uh mental health and and social media.
2: Got Too love many it. things to talk about. Gotta love the social media.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And I guess I guess one one thing we kind of touched on is uh is just plain therapy. I mean it's uh I think, I think a lot of times when kids are, uh, are, are miserable, we it's hard to say is it, is it better thought of as a chemical imbalance and they need the right pill or their life is messed up and they're miserable or what's what's going on with the kid you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's all yeah, of the above. yeah It's yeah. not
0: just parsed out to one or the other and that's where uh, a child psychiatrist does a good history. You know, it's not just look at, oh, oh, what happened? Okay, let me give you a prescription. You do a good history. And a good history includes uh, developmental history, Mm -hmm. uh, what happened to the in the pregnancy, before pregnancy, in the, de- in the actual delivery, and the first few years of development, um, any, um, any changes in lives, any delays, things like that. So it's good to take a good history. And the other part is a good family history. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are now starting to recognize that our parents, grandparents, Um, had something going on, though we probably did not know diagnoses. We could say that our grandmother was in a facility and uh did not come home. We're, we're right. able we're not able to put the the actual diagnoses, but know that sometime in our past there was something going on and right. what was its effect. So huh. family history, developmental history, you know, and of course a social history is very important. And a social history would mean where was a child born, uh how old was the child when uh, parents uh, split up. Do, did the did the did the parent leave the child, or and and just abandon it, or did the child go into foster care, or for that matter, did the child move a lot? All these things have an impact on the child in the first few years of life. Yeah. Just because the child does not have yeah. the the ability to talk doesn't mean it didn't have an impact. And yeah. so in order to develop uh, understanding of what is going on, you have to understand the past and the present yeah. in order to come up with a good formulation and yeah. a treatment plan. To kind,
1: of, kind of have a good understanding of the big picture. So,
2: yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Am I true exactly. in assuming that depression um, knows no socioeconomic um, predilection, or is that wrong?
0: It is very true that depression knows no boundaries yeah. in terms of... Uh, Countries in terms of gender, okay. of course, gender. We we kind of identify the females more than the males, but um, they may across just verbalize it more
2: too. Correct, right? yeah. yeah, correct. Yeah. But but you really can't um, prejudge whether someone's going to get depression based on any of those factors right I mean it could be you could have the what we would all consider a perfect life and still be depressed correct, correct. Is
0: depression right? is universal meaning it crosses, uh it 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 exists in all cultures it is the effect of uh family history the effect of g- not really genetics but familial, tendencies, because we haven't found a gene sure. for depression. Yeah. So what is there a familial tendency towards depression? When we see depression in young kids who have no kind of social impact going on, we want to know, has depression come down generations? And it certainly has some bearing on that. Um, yeah, so it's and par-
1: partly genetic.
0: It, yeah. it can be yeah. genetic, familial, whatever you whatever uh, way you will define it, and, and there is some socioeconomic impact on, on, uh, on depression. You know, we say money can't buy happiness. <laughs> um, it, when you are depressed because of having no job, no money, yeah. being in a, in a poverty-stricken uh, area, there's lots that financial availability can do for you.
2: Yeah, the person yeah, that said yeah. money can't buy happiness is probably super rich, I'm guessing.
1: Correct. Correct. <laughs> correct. Yeah. yeah super think, rich uh, and having a bad day. Yeah, right,
2: yeah. Right, that, yeah, um, yeah. I think I asked you this off air, but what is when do you decide to put a teenager on medicine? And is it still controversial to put a teenage on teenager on these newer class of medicines, or is it pretty well accepted now?
0: I would say that it is very well accepted. It is very effective. Um, it we, we are in an age where medication is available, um, which is not uh, having as many side effects as the older medication did. Of course, we know about the side effects of medications and how to care for them. When do we put kids on medication is when it gets in the way of function. So in the way of function, meaning function at school, and function at home. And as much as possible, uh, we have gotten to the point that we are developing mental health systems that can identify uh, children. We now uh, we now make available in schools uh, depression screenings. Mm-hmm. Schools do depression screenings. Uh, pediatricians do depression screenings. And if they're able to identify that there is depression moving along, they try to get kids engaged in some kind of mental health treatment whether it's a yeah. group whether it's a therapy before they know that hey this is this needs a higher level of care
1: yeah yeah and and i would think ha- having a kid see a therapist is a uh, something that we know is going to we know it's going to be harmless at, at, at the you know it's not It's not as big of a jump as medication is in a lot of people's minds. So, and I think I think a lot of times having a conversation with a therapist can be a huge help for a kid because they can have conversations they couldn't have with a parent or or whatever. Do do those do those screenings work? Do you think do they really identify?
0: Absolutely our counselors in school are very active with screenings they and we are teaching our children to if you see something say something and mm-hmm. that is helpful because now we don't consider children anymore as snitches if they say If they hear something, that somebody is struggling and is thinking about doing something, they get a counselor involved, they get a parent involved. And we are marching on with making sure that we train our kids in that and be very confident in saying something if they see something, because with that age appropriate intervention, that can save the
1: life of a child.
2: Well, Well, we could go on and on. Well, we can't go on and on because Chad keeps playing music. That's right. It's all his fault.
1: (laughs) It's almost time to go out. But that was a a lot of interesting stuff. Thanks so so much for coming. coming It was my pleasure. Always always my pleasure. Thank you for inviting. You bet. Eye on health. Out we go.